my hello. Hey. What's going on? Whew. Girl. Friends. It's been it's a time. Been. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, just, been. it's been. Yeah, that's, I, was, I was hoping. <laughs> I was really hoping and praying and wishing that that would be you. I will um, every time. Just if there's one thing I can count on. It's been. It's been. I think See? we should introduce the podcast because I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of uh, newbies on oh, this one. Oh, very good point. Very good point. Um, this is crime culture. It is. I'm Caitlin. I'm Haley. That's Haley. Hey, Lee. Um, yeah. That's Cute. you. That's you, Bubba. Cute. Um, we like pina coladas. Well, no, neither of us like pina coladas. Pina coladas are fine um but Pina I, will will tell you, kill me. I will tell you what i i do like and i wrote myself notes because i didn't want to forget in uh before we get into the meat of the episode we are talking mm. about uh the gabby petito case obviously yes. uh, overwhelmingly chosen by our patrons i have never seen y'all move so fast yeah in my uh, entire fucking life not to say that you're one. slow but like when i tell you that literally i said to Haley, i was like holy shit <laughs> yeah we had a uh, we had uh, a lot of uh, requests for this, but um, before we get into that, in other true crime kind of related news, the photos of Elle Fanning, Ooh, who is creepy, going to right? be playing Send Michelle Carter. Yeah, I literally like. There's a side by side photo. I was like, why are there two photos of Michelle Carter? Yes. Wow. And it's so funny because I truly thought I was like, oh, they're going to have Cara Delevingne play her in the movie because she's got those fucking eyebrows. No. And do you want to know? This is also related to my second point. Uh-oh. Fucking yellow jackets, man. Uh, Holy shit. One of the main girls who plays uh, Jackie in yellow jackets. I wrote down her name, Ella Purnell. Mm-hmm. She's got those eyes, like those like mm-hmm. haunting eyes mm-hmm. that she could be Michelle Carter, 100%. But also, she should be in a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original um, uh, When a Stranger Calls. Oh. Because she's she's got those like baby doll eyes that are yeah, just like you, perfect you are for her. For the la- for the baby doll eyes. Oh my God. She's incredible. Everyone on that show is incredible. If you haven't watched it yet, you need to watch it. The uh, pilot is on Pluto. And if you want to really? like, it is, but just the pilot. But if That's you want to watch the rest of the show, let me know and I can help you find a place where you can watch it. Wink, wink. Hi, um, we, me. Yes. Yes, I will. Thank you. Oh, uh, but it is so fucking good. And if also anyone has, wants to talk about it, I will talk about it because, oh, I love it. It also has Melanie Linsky. She's from, amazing. She is amazing. And she's Juliet from Lewis, Juliet Lewis, Ricci. who's also amazing, but she's from um, Heavenly Bodies. She yes. played Pauline Parker in our yes. Pauline Parker Juliet Hume case. Um, yes. So we've got a little bit of a, a wee Crossover true crime in connection in there. Yeah. Very nice. And, very nice. But, but I just wanted to, I just finished uh, Yellow Jackets. So like I needed to talk about it. But um, yeah, so that that is all of my uh, updates of the week. Do you have any updates before we get into the episode? Um. None that I can think of. If anybody has any updates that I for need you. to, for me, that I need to mention, Autumn reached out to us the other day and was like, have I missed any updates? And I immediately went, I have no idea. This feels like a quiz and I know none of the answers. Perfect. And it's my own, it's my own life. Um, so no, I'm going with no. How's that? Final Perfect. answer? Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to get done? in. Yes, we're going to get into the episode. So like we said at the beginning, lots of people uh, overwhelmingly chose this topic for our You Want to Know About series where we talk about a case that is pretty recent, that has had recent updates that you might have seen all the headlines in, uh, but not necessarily know um, the finer points of it. So mm-hmm. we are here to TLDR the uh, case for you again, because this is TLDR. This is not going to hit every point. No. This is not going to hit every point. Uh, there are a lot of people who are aggressively invested in this case Mm -hmm. and it's hard not to be because this girl as i'll get to just seems like she's just the girl you went to high school with the girl who's your best friend like yeah it's so they called her america's daughter like that's what news outlets were calling her it's so scarily relatable um and this could just be anybody on your your instagram feed um that it, it i think it really 
um, struck people in a, mm. a very real way. Well, so there are a lot of people that are like really into it, but we're just going to spark note it for you if you haven't been following. Not sure where to put this in the episode, so I guess I'll put it here. But also, Elliot, Michael, and I went to college with her cousin. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So for for us, it also hits because we didn't know her, but we we know her cousin. So yeah. we we just yeah. Were like, so it's even it's even it, closer it than that. Yeah, it hits very close to home because it's just another example of just like oh, like it could happen to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. But I will so, let you take it away. Yeah, so I'm just going to cover a little bit of, like, the history backstory before Caitlin gets into, like, more of the recent updates. Okay. So, Gabby Petito, she was born on March 19th, 1999 in Blue Point, New York, and was the oldest of her six uh, siblings and half-siblings. She graduated from Bayport Blue Point High School in 2017, and that's where she met Brian Laundrie, according to the outlets that I had found, but I don't believe they had started dating at that point. I just think that's where they met and they started dating afterwards, but I'm okay. not 100% sure on that. It didn't really delve into the beginnings of their relationships, the articles that I was reading. Um, but after graduating high school, Gabby moved down to Carolina Beach in North Carolina uh, that fall. She applied to, but didn't go to Cape Fear Community College. Uh, she ended up working in a kitchen as a hostess and a restaurant. Uh, sorry, she worked in the kitchen and as a hostess in a restaurant in Wilmington and um, also worked as a pharmacy technician to get the money together to do this big road trip that she was planning on doing. Yeah. Um, on June 17th, 2021, Gabby and Brian visited Blue Point for her, her brother's graduation ceremony. And from there, on July 2nd, 2021, they started their four-month-long cross-country trip in a converted Ford Transit van, which is literally, like, the dream. <laughs> like, I went to Utah at the beginning of last year, like, midway through last year after I got uh, vaccinated, oh after God, I was fully right. vaccinated. Yeah. And, that seems um, like it was yesterday. I know, right? <laughs> and then... Um, while I was in Utah, like we went to Arches, Canyonlands, Capitol Reef, like all those. And, um, it was littered with these sprinter vans. Like so many people, yes, so many people were doing these big trips like that. And it just looked like the actual dream. And, um, we'll get into it, but like on Gabby's Instagram, it's, it's the enviable Instagram Mm -hmm. that like she posts all the perfect shots and everything. Yeah. Um, so according to Northport, Florida police chief Todd Garrison, the couple had planned to travel to the West Coast and visit state and national parks across the Western United States. And Gabby had been very excited to share her journey with her family and others on social media. Her mother, Nicole Schmidt, later said, quote, there are so many good memories over the years. But the one thing that I hold dear to me is the hug that we had before she left for the trip in the driveway. People would meet her and just fall in love with her. She just had this presence. I don't know what it was. It was magical. End quote. That month, they visited various national parks monuments, including Monument Rocks, Great Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve, Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon National Park, Mystic Hot Springs, and Canyonlands National Park. And uh, Gabby had been sharing information about their travels on social media throughout the whole summer. Her Instagram bio said, uh, traveling the world in our tiny van. Also, art, yoga, and veggies, and hashtag van life. And uh, on August 12th, 2021, uh, Moab, Utah police responded to a call about Gabby and Brian in which the responding officers later described them as having, quote, engage in some sort of altercation, end quote. In a 911 audio recording from August 12th, provided by the Grand County Sheriff's Office, a caller tells dispatch that he wanted to report a domestic dispute and described a white van with Florida license plates. The caller said that they were driving by, quote, the gentleman was slapping the girl. Then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off, end quote. According to body cam footage, which a lot of people may have seen, like, plastered online and on the news, it was kind of everywhere, like, Mm -hmm. stills from that body cam footage. Asab and Gabby told officers that she'd been really stressed out about trying to launch her website, something that she and Brian, uh, she said Brian, quote, doesn't really believe I could do, end quote. And that fight between the pair had escalated and saying, quote, 
we've just been fighting all morning and he wouldn't let me in the car before, end quote. And that Brian, quote, told me I needed to calm down, end quote. When asked if Brian had hit her, Gabby answered, uh, quote, I guess he like grabbed me with his nail and I guess that's why it, that's why it looks, I definitely have a cut right here. I can feel it when I touch it, it burns, end quote. Oh. Yes, terrible. Um, yeah. She also said that she hit Brian first and that he grabbed her by the face during the altercation. That's, it doesn't matter who did anything first, but also never grab somebody by the face. What the fuck? That is supremely no. horrible. Yeah. No. Um, the responding officers took this information and deemed Gabby to be the, quote, primary aggressor, end quote, despite uh, the fact that more body cam footage later released showed that uh, Brian admitted that he had hit Gabby and she was, quote, really worked up and that he uh, was trying to push her away, end quote. Officer Daniel Robbins said in his report, quote, after evaluating the totality of the circumstances, I do not believe the situation escalated to the level of a domestic assault as much of that of a mental health crisis, end quote. Infuriatingly, in the body cam footage, the officers also privately discussed Utah's domestic assault code with one telling the other, quote, the reason why they don't give us a discretion on these things is because too many times women are are at risk, uh, want to go back to their abuser. They just wanted him to stop and they don't want to be separated. They don't want him charged. They don't want him to go to jail and they end up getting worse and worse treatment and they end up getting killed, end quote. Uh, That's at the responding officers, go ahead. I know <laughs> it's just it, the shittiest foreshadowing. Like, yeah, like they're literally talking they, about something that they could have prevented. Well, no, no, they're literally talking about like step by step mm-hmm. what is going to happen mm-hmm. that they could have prevented. Yeah, that they knew that this is something that could happen. So, at the responding officer's suggestion, Gabby and Brian separated for the night. Uh, they each had their own cell phones in case of emergency. So they felt that that was like a safe bet that they could separate from each other. And the report described Gabby as, quote, confused and emotional, end quote. Uh, Leave it to a woman, right? (laughs) I mean, like you get in a fight, like I get in a fight at work, like with like somebody coming in and like I get flustered and like, yeah, it gets you like emotional. It doesn't matter who you're fighting with. And they didn't even beat on you. Yeah, but it just it just raises your heart rate and everything to get into like especially when the police are called like yes. that 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 brings it up to a whole other level of terror that it's just like I don't yes. know. And then and then meanwhile, I think that it, that they also may have noted it because when you if if when you watch the body cam footage, there's also a lot of like Brian Laundry. He's being all like buddy buddy with the cops. Like she is upset. And he's just like smiling and i mean it's like so, so calm and it's just like and it's why? so scary like he has like chris watts face he does have chris watts face isn't that wild like I, I was watching some of the footage it's really heartbreaking to watch it's very hard to watch especially like once you know everything that that happens but like geez yeah it is it is haunting it's, it is and it's just especially like because the way abusers operate is they drive their their victims to like a breaking point and then step back like wow they're the crazy one yeah gaslighting them yeah not even just gaslighting them but i'm saying for everybody around them like wait until they drive them to to the breaking point and then to the people around them go i don't know she just snapped she's just crazy and that's literally like how he's playing this whole situation like why wouldn't you be upset that you got into such an awful altercation with your fiance yeah like it just it it infuriates me it boggles the mind it's horrible yeah so so officer eric pratt wrote quote both the male and female reported that they are in love and engaged to be married and desperately didn't want to see anyone charged with a crime end quote no charges were filed. The officers then took Brian to a $78 a night hotel while Gabby stayed in their van. And I guess, I guess as law enforcement, if neither party wants to uh, press charges or anything, I don't know what the recourse is for them after that. 
Yeah, I have no idea. Like, if, if both parties say, no, we're, we're fine, like, no one wants to do anything, like, yeah, you need to talk to them separately because, like, you don't want one person to be coerced into saying that, especially, like, in front of the other one. But, like, if both yeah. say that they that they don't want anything to happen, like, you can't just take somebody away. I don't know. I don't know how it works. No. I Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I just... <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. that it's was on August... That was on August 12th, and on August 17th, Brian flew himself from Salt Lake City, Utah, to Tampa, Florida. According to the Laundry family attorney, Stephen Bertolino, uh, who told CNN that Brian, quote, flew home to obtain some items and empty and close the storage unit to save money as they contemplated extending the road trip, end quote. Then on August 23rd, Brian returned to Salt Lake City to rejoin Gabby in their van with Bertolino saying, quote, to my knowledge, Brian and Gabby paid for the flights as they were sharing expenses, end quote. The two were then spotted at a local hotel the next day. And on August 27th, a Louisiana woman named Nina Angelo was vacationing in Jackson, Wyoming with her boyfriend, and the couple said that they saw Gabby and Brian involved in a quote unquote commotion as they were leaving the Mary Piglet's Tex-Mex restaurant. Angelo said Gabby was in tears and Brian was visibly angry, storming in and out of the restaurant several times and being aggressive towards the staff around the hostess stand. A restaurant manager later told CNN she saw, uh, quote, an incident, end quote, at the restaurant on August 27th, but declined to give her name or describe what happened and said that the restaurant did not have surveillance video of the incident. So... It's just, it's another one of those heartbreaking things that, like, people saw what mm-hmm. was going on. And I obviously, like, in hindsight, you can say, like, oh, like, why didn't somebody do something? Why didn't X, Y, Z, somebody yeah. step in? Like, how many times have I seen a fucking fight in a Jersey diner? Like. <laughs> true. True. It's, it's hindsight, I think, that really, like, gets you. It's just, it's so sad that that they were seen by so many people. Yeah. And that maybe somebody could have called something. I don't know. And the fact that he was shitty to staff, too. That I was going to say. I, like, like, he just, yeah, he just seems like he is a fuse that's ready to be lit. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got, like, a bad attitude. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so that does bring us, though, that's kind of the background. And that brings us to the case itself. Um. And Hale, obviously, like you hop in here whenever any of y'all can hop in here, too. But um, I, I don't I don't hear any takers. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so on September 1st, laundry, that's kind of where this all begins. Um, I My notes say laundry. I can go by Brian and Gabby if you prefer. I, mean, I don't know why I just always go by their first names. But yeah. Like- and then I try to go by their last names just to like, I don't I don't I don't know who the fuck do I think I am. Diane Sawyer. Like, but regardless, so Brian went back to his parents' home in Northport, Florida, where, again, like, he and Petito, Gabby, also lived. This is going to take a second for me to get out of that habit. Forgive me. It just, Um, I think, I think I was just going by first names because of, like, there are age. Yeah, there are peers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. younger than me, but, like, But it's like we're all in our 20s. It's so crazy. It's, like, you think, like referring to like criminals and like cases and stuff Mm -hmm. by their last names is just like it's very um law and order yeah and it's very official and this just seems adults yeah and this just seems like no this girl like you could you could follow her on instagram like yeah she still has posts and everything it's i don't know i i i I saw myself doing that and i was like i don't know why (laughs) yeah no i totally get it i totally get it um but yeah, so they both lived at Brian's parents' house. So he goes back there. And according to an affidavit attached to a search warrant request, a license plate reader showed that the, he, so he drove the van back to his parents' house and the van exited Interstate 75 into Northport at 1026 a.m. on September 1st. So the van was later, it like it disappeared for a bit. And then the van was later recovered by law enforcement at the home. And in a press briefing, Northport Police PIO Josh Taylor said that the vehicle, after it was recovered, was processed and, quote, there was some material in there, end quote, that authorities would be going through. But at this point, 
the material is in there, the van is there, and so is Brian. Okay. So then on September 6th, Roberta Laundrie, Brian's mother, was checked in at a waterfront site at the Fort DeSoto campground, which is about 75 five. I can't speak today either. Uh, 75 miles away from their home. And that's where the family stayed from September 6th through September 8th, according to a Pinellas County's Park. Pinellas County Park. There's two plurals in there. Campground check-in report obtained by CNN. Mm-hmm. So the laundries were then at the campsite, at, like, all together. And they left all together. Okay. So Brian and his parents. And this is something that Bertolino later confirmed to CNN. So... Gabby's family told Northport police that they were last in contact with her during the final week of August, prior to which she was believed to have been in the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. So on August 21st, Gabby FaceTimed with her dad, Joseph, and that would be the last time he would see his daughter alive. Mm. And then on August 24th, she FaceTimed with her mom, Nicole Schmidt, and told her she was leaving Utah and going to the Teton Mountain Range in Wyoming. And then the following day, and then again on August 27th, the two texted back and forth, just like talking. And at at that point, her family believes she was in the Tetons. Yeah. Chief Garrison later said, quote, she maintained regular contact with her family members during her travels. However, that communication abruptly stopped around the end of August, end quote. Yeah. So on August 30th, her family received one last text from Gabby, which read, quote, no service in Yosemite, end quote. Hmm. Okay. That's it. So, however, in a news conference later on in September, the Petito family attorney, Richard Stafford, said that the family actually didn't believe that this message was really from her. Um, And after not being able to get in touch with Gabby for several days, her family, who, again, they live in New York, they're like so far away from her. They report her missing to the Suffolk County, New York police on September 11th. And Northport, Florida authorities went to the Laundry's home that night asking to speak with Brian and the rest of his family. Uh, but Taylor said, quote, we were essentially handed the information for their attorney. That is the extent of our conversation with them, end quote. Yeah. And that's real sketchy. Sus. Like, homie came home, lawyered up, said nothing. Like, yeah. And like, it's not like they were like accusing him of anything yet. They were just like, whoa, we haven't heard from her. We need to know where this girl is. Yeah. But yeah. even but even that they haven't even come to him about that and he's lawyered up already. Yeah. So, obviously like this created a whole movement on social media. Um it's a pandemic. We were tired. I also then, think I think it got a little out of hand. It did. It did. But there were also things and I'll get into it. There were also okay. things that it got out of hand. I will not I will not argue that, but there are also things that were helpful to the case. Yes. Um, but like internet sleuths basically like were scouring the internet for possible clues to Gabby's location and like glimpses into the reality of her relationship with Brian. So like everything from like checking Instagram comments, looking to see when people were last active, her Spotify account people were monitoring. His mm. I think his Spotify account people were monitoring. Um just like there were things like added to a playlist and then taken off a playlist once people noticed that something was added to a playlist like lots of like weird shit yeah it's getting a little in the weeds i don't know if that was yeah i i don't know people were just saying like oh like this song was added to gabby's most recent playlist and like allegedly like brian had access to her phone at this Mm -hmm. point and so then it's just like but then when people noticed that they took that somebody took the song off the playlist. Does that make sense? I think that's what happened. I don't really recall. Okay. That's that's just like a quick throwaway that I'm putting in there because like that's an example of just how deep people were diving. Yeah. Um. But some people took this opportunity to share potential sightings they had of Gabby, Laundry, and or the van in Grand Teton National Park. So, for example, a woman named Miranda Baker made a series of TikToks claiming that her boyfriend and she picked up Brian at about 5.30 p.m. on August 29th while he was hitchhiking in Coulter Bay, Wyoming. She said that Brian told them he had been camping by himself at a site outside the Grand Teton National Park, kind of near like Snake River. Okay. And he had been there for days while Gabby was back at their van working on social media posts in the park. Okay. However... Once Brian found out that Baker and her boyfriend were going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson, he apparently got agitated, 
told him he wanted them to stop and then immediately just like got out of the car near the Jackson Dam shortly before 6.15 p.m. Okay. Baker said that she spoke to law enforcement about the interaction with North Port Police confirmed CNN. And Taylor said, quote, her account is plausible, it appears, end quote. Hmm. Then... Additionally, a seasonal Wyoming resident named Norma Jean Jalovec told CNN that she picked up laundry not far from the Jackson Dam. I did it again. She picked up Brian not far from the Jackson Lake Dam, literally like at about 6.15 p.m. Like he was not waiting long for another ride. Okay. Um, that same day, August 29th. And she gave him a ride to the Spread Creek, dis- to, yeah, um, the Spread Creek dispersed camping area. And while she was with Brian, he said that his fiance and he had a travel blog. And I'm like, and you? Yeah. What did you do for this travel blog? (sighs) Um, So he he told her that he rides his fiance's coattails, at which point he goes, yeah, she's working on the travel blog back at the van, which is at the campsite. And I've been hiking along the Snake River embankment for a few days. Okay. Jalovic then said that she provided the FBI with that information, and when the two arrived at Spread Creek, Brian insisted that she drop him off before the gate at the entrance, even though she offered a couple of times to take him further, like, to his actual campsite, and he was like, no, 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 no. He then offered her gas money, but she declined, and they parted ways. Okay. But another blogger, Jeff Bethune, or Jen Bethune, I don't know why, my name's Jeff, um... Jen Bethune later shared that after pouring over dash cam footage that she captured while traveling with her family because she was just like, oh, like we were in the Grand Teton National Park at around the time that they were in the Grand Teton National Park. Let me just Uh look and see if there's anything. Yeah. So she spent hours just checking just for any chance. And she actually spotted the couple's van parked on the side of the road in a remote area of the National Park on August 27th. And literally just submitted the footage to the FBI immediately. Wow. Like, was just like, this, I think, is their van. Because there's, like, there were bumper stickers on the back of the yeah, van. Yeah, Florida plates. Florida plates. Like, it was distinctive. Yeah, yeah it was yep. distinctive. Well, like you said, there's a lot of sprinters, but this one had specific, like, certain bumper stickers. Yeah. Yep. And so she was just like, I really think this is their van. So... In September 16th, on September 16th, not in, uh, the police held a news briefing in which Stafford read a letter from the Petito family, and they basically pleaded with the Laundry family, asking them to cooperate in the investigation. Mm. Uh, the letter said, quote, please, if you or your family have any decency left, please tell us where Gabby is located. Tell us if we are even looking in the right place. All we want is for Gabby to come home. Please help us make that happen, end quote. Stafford also said that the Petito family reached out to the Laundries earlier in the month for information on Gabby's whereabouts, but they refused to answer. Hmm. The letter added, quote, we haven't been able to sleep or eat and our lives are falling apart, end quote. That is, it's just, how could you, you. it breaks you, but also how could you think that somebody is innocent when they're refusing to help find their daughter? This poor girl. Well, and how could how could his family like she lived with them? Yeah, like, right. She was and their you, like future daughter in law. Yeah, these families were supposed to be like in laws, and yeah. like how could you do that to your future daughter in law? Like it's wild. It's just how I, I it boggles my mind. I can understand wanting to protect your kid, but like that's just it's. I'm sorry, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. It's so much different from like the people who are like, oh, like if my kid committed a murder, I wouldn't turn them in because I love them. Like this is different. Like you're actively helping your child like avoid these consequences. Yeah. And it's just it's and and causing this family, you know, so much turmoil. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what lies like he might have told his family and stuff too. Like like, you never know. He could have just spun it so that like she was crazy she was like the he was aggressor. telling everybody else yeah i guess maybe i don't know maybe again yeah we don't know and spoiler alert we're not going to um the following day the laundries asked the police to come to their home where they said so this is september 17th yeah and they go actually we haven't seen brian since september 14th mm-hmm. but we're not reporting him missing until today yeah. september 17th because that's yeah. what you do 
Yeah, don't... I don't know. Like, I don't know. But so according to Taylor, who later told CNN, he was like, quote, we've been trying all week to talk to his family, to talk to Brian, and now they've called us here on Friday. We've gone to the home, and they're saying now they have not seen their son. It is another twist in this story, end quote. Yeah. And like, and it's not just the family who like should take the onus for this because also that house was being surveilled and the cops missed it. Yeah. Like he, he got away. Nobody, nobody caught it. Yeah. So Bertolino told CNN quote, the whereabouts of Brian laundry are currently unknown. The FBI is currently at the laundry residence, moving proper, removing property to assist in locating Brian. As of now, the FBI is now looking for both Gabby and Brian end quote. Yeah. So on September 17th, Cassie Laundrie, Brian's sister, um, participated in an interview with ABC's Good Morning America and said that she had not spoken to her brother since September 1st, saying, quote, I haven't been able to talk to him. I wish I could talk to him. I've cooperated in every way that I can. I wish I had more information or I could give more, end quote. She -hmm. also said of the investigation into Gabby's disappearance, quote, Obviously, me and my family want Gabby to be found safe. She's like a sister and my children love her. And all I want is for her to come home safe and found and this to be just a big misunderstanding, end quote. Mm. So on September 18th, Northport police announced that they were conducting a search for laundry at the, here I go again, for Brian. Uh, Maybe it's because my dad's name is Brian. Maybe that's why I'm so like having such like a visceral reaction here. Um So they were conducting this search for Brian at the Carlton Reserve in Venice, Florida, which is a nature area park that has more than 80 miles worth of hiking trails. Mm -hmm. And approximately 50 law enforcement officers from five local agencies and the FBI began searching for Brian, with Taylor saying in a news conference that he had, quote, an enormous amount of pressure, end quote, on him to provide answers as to Gabby's disappearance and like kind of like I think like saying I think that's why he left. Yeah. Meanwhile, the FBI announced that the agency and its partners would also be conducting ground surveys in Grand Teton National Park in relation to Gabby's disappearance, since that's where she was believed to have been before her last communication with her family. Yeah. The next day, on September 19th, the FBI held a press conference in which officials announced that human remains were discovered in Teton County and were, quote, consistent with the description of, end quote, Gabby Petito. Yeah. Um. The Charles Jones, Charles Jones, um, FBI Denver's supervisory senior resident agent in Wyoming said during the announcement, quote, full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100 percent that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery, end quote. Hmm. So Twitter then continued to blow up um, with users saying that Brian had accidentally gone live on Instagram that same day for a few seconds Footage of the alleged live stream, which showed open water, a a like camo pattern croc uh-huh. and like the shoe and f- a floating plastic jug inside what appeared to be like a boat was circulating all over Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, mm-hmm. probably Facebook. But who goes on Facebook? Um, sorry, Autumn. I'm not, I'm just kidding. I love you. Sorry. Bye. Uh, <laughs> so, however, it was unclear whether or not it was actually footage of Brian or even if it was from his account, because his handle, which was at bizarre underscore design underscore, was nowhere to be found on the video. And typically when you go live that shows up and like his face wasn't in it and it was literally yeah, like yeah. two seconds of footage yeah um but all of this is going down and i remember exactly i don't know about you i remember exactly where i was when this i mean like, you couldn't get away from these happened. headlines no no i i literally like got i was in my car away from the headlines walked into a sandwich shop and then right there on the tv like they think they found gabby petito's body and it's just like uh, yeah i mean it was overwhelming yeah, yeah and and everyone like literally like the people who own the sandwich shop like everybody just like stopped and yeah. they were watching like this is just such this was a huge case mm-hmm. l- like in this country um but so yeah at about 6 a.m the following day on september 20th Inside Edition reported that Brian may have been spotted by a motion-activated wildlife camera at the Carlton Reserve, with footage showing a man who looked similar in appearance to Brian hiking through the wilderness. And Christopher and Roberta Laundrie were then questioned at their home by the FBI before being escorted out of this home so that federal agents could execute a search warrant over the course of several hours. That same day, authorities announced that they had exhausted all search avenues at at the Nature Reserve and that the search area had shifted. Mm Mm-hmm. So the following day, on September 21st, 
The Teton County coroner confirmed that the human remains found in the Bridger Teton National Forest were those of Gabby Petito. Yeah. Um, so here's where I said before, though, that um, the, about Bethune's or not about any contribution, like about how social yeah. media helps. Yeah, yeah. So that footage that Bethune sent to the FBI literally helped them find Gabby Petito's body. It was wow. literally right by where the dash cam footage showed that the white van possibly belonging to the couple was terrifying when she sent it. So like these things do help. Like, yes, there are a lot of like crazies out there, but in, in like in circumstances like this, like every little bit helps. And a lot of people, like we were saying before, like everybody kind of like saw her as like, not like as an example, but you know what I mean? Like everybody kind of was like, that could be a person close to me. Yeah. So a lot of people tried to do their part, including this woman who literally made a huge difference. I, if I, one source that I read said that she apparently submitted, like, found the footage, like, and submitted it to the FBI at like 12 a.m. September 19th. And then that day they found her stuff, her, like, her remains. Yeah, yeah. I started to say her stuff because somebody else's stuff will be found. Um, and I was, I got confused. Uh, but on, so, the FBI said, quote, the cause of death remains pending final autopsy results, end quote. And the authorities continued their search for Brian only to announce two days later on September 23rd. Um, the FBI said that the U.S. District Court of Wyoming had issued a federal arrest warrant for him, for him pursuant to a federal grand jury indictment for the, quote, use of unauthorized devices, end mm. quote, related to Brian's activities after Petito's death. And this included using a debit card and PIN for accounts that did not belong to him. They belonged to Gabby okay. for charges of more than $1,000 between August 30th and September 1st. Mm -hmm. So special agent in charge, Michael Schneider, said in a statement, quote, while this warrant allows law enforcement to arrest Mr. Laundrie, the FBI and our partners across the country continue to investigate the facts and circumstances of Ms. Petito's homicide. We urge individuals with knowledge of Mr. Laundrie's role in this matter or his current whereabouts to contact the FBI, end quote. Furthermore, a probe was launched into the Utah police's handling of the domestic assault incident between Gabby and Brian on August 12th. Mm hmm. Because um, at this point, I believe the footage had been released because it wasn't like it wasn't like this was immediately just like there. Um, yeah. But so then on September 25th, fucking dog, the bounty hunter. I remember this. Decides yes. that he's joining this search for laundry. Um, so oh. his, his real name is Dwayne, by the way. Dwayne Chapman. Not so nice. tough when your name's Dwayne Chapman. Huh, dog? Hey, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But even yeah. he had to be named The Rock. Different spelling. Different spelling. Oh, okay. Different spelling. Different spelling. I'm not counting it. Also, homie's got a mullet. Like, Dwayne That's Johnson doesn't have a mullet. That's the scariest part of him. Um, but so, yeah. So he said, quote, we had a lot of requests that I get in on this, end quote. Sure, Jan. End quote. This is what I do for a living for 45 years, end quote. So, like, way to make it about the cause, chief. Like, yeah seriously just and spoiler alert he didn't sniff him out spoiler Aww. alert um shocking i know if anything he there were some things where like he like just impeded the case like he didn't like help at all yeah he brought like, press into like a different he brought press uh, into it but, I, but like but like i'll get into it like he brought things and he was like i have found this new evidence and i've submitted it and they were just like yeah it's no. not particularly new and it's not particularly like damning, but or okay. Or yeah. Necessary. <laughs> uh, but so on September 26th, Petito's funeral was held again. Here I go. Gabby's funeral was held in Holbrook, New York, as tips continued to flood hotlines while authorities continued searching for Brian. Some said that they spotted him on the Appalachian Trail near Tennessee. Other people were like, that. yep. yep. Um, other people were like they saw him in a new white pickup truck asking for directions on how to get to California because they wanted to be with their <laughs> girlfriend go, who they loved. Exactly. On September 28th, Roberta Laundrie was accused of using a burner phone to contact her son after it was revealed she bought one from the one of one of these phones from a local AT&T on September 14th. 
mm-hmm. which is, again, the day her son allegedly disappeared. Sketchy. Yep. So the next day, documents revealed that Roberta had canceled a reservation for the Fort DeSoto Park campsite. It was originally for two from September 1st through 3rd. And then she changed it and booked one for three for September 6th through 8th. Okay. So the FBI sees surveillance footage from the AT&T and the phone to investigate these claims. Okay. And on October 1st, not to be deterred because we were starting to focus on something that wasn't him, Dog the Bounty Hunter shows up again and revealed that he got a tip from some source, not saying who, but somebody said that Cassie Laundrie had been in contact with her brother after she said she hadn't seen him between the time he returned home without Gabby and when he disappeared. Okay. So basically being like, she's in contact with her brother. Mm -hmm. And... Bertolino then confirmed that Cassie saw her brother on September 1st when he came back to her house, when he came over by her house. Mm -hmm. That was the day that he came back from the trip alone. So he stopped by her house. But then again, she saw him on September 6th while the family was camping at Fort DeSoto Park. She went and visited for a day. Yeah. So despite Bertolino's assurances that the authorities were well aware of these interactions, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter was like, well, I have come up with this new information. And then all the armchair experts, investigators, whatever you want to call them, immediately began to question what she w- could have been hiding. Yeah. Okay. So on October 3rd, the Petito family announced that they were launching a charity in Gabby's honor to help parents find missing children. Um, it's called the Gabby Petito Foundation. You can learn more about it at GabbyPetitoFoundation.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joseph Petito, her dad, said, quote, no one should have to find their child on their own. We are looking to help people in similar situations as Gabby, end quote. So Nicole Schmidt, Gabby's mother, later told Tampa, Florida news outlet WFLA, quote, I think the foundation is a way of us grieving. It's about the changes that we can make. We can't change the past, but we can change the future. For me, it means preventing this from happening to someone else. That's what we're trying to do here. And that's justice for me is helping others, end quote. So just like, can you imagine? Yeah, we talk about some of these cases and like the strength of these people to not only be able to, I mean, you never get over something like this. This is something that that is a hole in your heart forever. But the fact that they can live with that and also um do like start this foundation which is a daily reminder mm-hmm. of what they went through mm-hmm. um just to help other people it's it's astounding yeah that they can do that and that they can like it's so easy to become i feel like we say this all the time but like so hardened by these horrible circumstances and the fact that they just know how terrible it feels to lose their yeah. daughter and to want nobody else to ever feel the way that they do when so you they can so easily just be like i just want people to feel as bad as i do like it, it's just yeah and and also it's like you've got two opposite ends of the spectrum here because then brian's missing his family didn't give a shit about trying to help gabby and gabby's parents just go well we're gonna try to help anybody that yeah we can. exactly like it's just yeah. it's there's two kinds of people everybody but This news also came about at uh, around the same time that it was reported by multiple outlets that Gabby's case actually helped call attention to others, specifically missing persons cases of people of color. And it resulted in authorities finding the remains of at least six other missing individuals who had been missing for a long time. Some of them. Yep. Yep. Um, So on October 4th, Cassie Laundrie confronted protesters outside her home, saying that her family was ignoring her after they rebuked her story and that she did not know where her brother was and was basically just like, you're upsetting my kids. Please leave. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. So the next day she appeared on Good Morning America to again just say that she didn't know where her brother was, but assured everybody that she would have she would turn him in if she knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on October 6th, Bertolino told CNN that upon further communication with the FBI, Brian's parents believed that Brian actually left to hike on September 13th, not September 14th. How do you not know what day your kid goes missing? Yeah. Like, and shouldn't what? he be, you know, sticking close to home when he's kind of like in the middle of a missing persons investigation? Exactly. Like, what parent says, oh, yes, 
the police were just at our door two days ago, but go hike. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. But anyway, so they said, uh, or Bertolino said, quote, the laundries were basing the date Brian left on their recollection of certain events, end quote. Okay, whatever that fucking means. Yeah. Uh, The next day on October 7th, Brian's father, Christopher, joined FBI agents looking for his son at the Carlton Reserve, but as every other day had been, the search came up with nothing. Mm-hmm. And on October 12th, after a detailed investigation by forensic pathologists, anthropologists, and local law enforcement with the assistance from the FBI, Teton County Coroner Brent Blue announced that Gabby's cause of death was determined to be manual strangulation. And mm. important to note there, manual strangulation. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like she like tripped and fell into a pit of vines or something, but that yeah. like somebody did this to her. Um, yeah. And that her body had been out in the wilderness for about three to four weeks before it was found, which mm-hmm. lines up with when Brian was doing all of that hitchhiking and stuff. Yep. So Blue said during a virtual news conference, quote, by Wyoming law, no other information apart from manner and cause of death will be released about the autopsy, end quote. Okay. And although Brian was not explicitly implicated in Gabby's death, the search continued. Yeah, because now they were just like, oh, we're going to get this motherfucker. We're not going to say this, but we're going to get this guy. Um, Even if even if there was a shadow of a doubt that he didn't do it, he had to know something. Oh, yeah. There's two of you. Like, there's only two of you. And you were the one that drove the van back. Exactly. Yeah. So on the evening of October 19th, Brian's parents informed the FBI and Northport police that they intended to go to the Carlton Reserve the next day to search for their son. Um, according to Bertolino, law enforcement met the laundries at the park and after a, quote, brief search, end quote, the family and law enforcement found, quote, some articles, end quote, belonging to Brian off a trail that he frequented at Mayakahatchee Creek Environmental Park, which is a site connected to the Carlton Reserve. Okay. So in a tweet, the FBI said, quote, items of interest, end quote, were found in connection with the search. Um, the tweet was, quote, an FBI evidence response team is processing the scene. The reserve is closed to the public and no further details are available at this time, end quote. Mm. CNN confirmed that the Sarasota County medical examiner and a cadaver dog were called to the Carlton Reserve area. And in an evening news conference that same day, October 20th, FBI Tampa Division special agent in charge Michael McPherson announced that investigators found what appeared to be human remains along with personal items, including a backpack and notebook that belonged to Brian. Mm. He said that the items were found in an area that had been underwater up until very recently at that point, and said of the situation, quote, I know you have a lot of questions, but we don't have all the answers yet, end quote. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I just find very interesting that, like, I know the parents had been helping a few times all along, but then finally they're just like, oh, hey, we're coming by tomorrow and we're going to help with the search. And then... A short time after they show up, they just happen to find his remains and his stuff. I mean, the whole situation is just... It's just weird. And it gets weirder. Very sketchy. Yeah. So on October 21st, this is the next day now, the FBI announced that a comparison of dental records confirmed the human remains were those of Brian Laundrie. Taylor told CNN that authorities found, quote, skeletal remains, end quote, as well as clothing believed to belong to Brian, saying, quote, it's consistent with what we believed to be what he was believed to be wearing, end quote, Mm -hmm. and that the items had been out there for some time. Yeah. So another source told CNN's Randy Kay that the notebook discovered among the other belongings was, quote, possibly salvageable. Yeah. And that's going to come into play. Tag your spoilers. In very recent Tag your spoilers. (laughs) Tag your spoilers. People will already know hey. at this point if you've been following the case. I I don't know. I don't know. Tag See, I, I all of this stuff I was not following very closely because this was all around my wedding and honeymoon. That's true. Oh, so, I followed it enough for the both of us, baby. I was so behind on all of this information, then all of a sudden they found his body. Yeah. Well, and and I will tell you, though, like, you're not following this information. And quite literally, like, my mother is not into true crime. She thinks that this podcast is unladylike. Um, <laughs> it's true. But um, she was even like this one just gripped everybody like my I'm I'm waking up to text messages like they got the motherfucker or like whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, yeah. like this awoke something in so many people yep. like so for those who are newbies here because of this case welcome um but regardless back on track so later that month a 
three-person bench, again, we're in October at this point, um, a three-person bench was installed in Northport Park near where a, like, literally, like, a few steps away from where a makeshift memorial had been put up for Gabby. Um, mm. They had to take it down. The city hall had to take it down because there had been some, like, weather issues recently and most of the stuff was, like, damaged. So they let yeah. they let Gabby's parents choose what they wanted to take from the memorial and then they took the rest down. Yeah. So they they installed this bench in its place, kind of-ish. Um, and it was created by Aaron Betzner, who's the owner of an Indi- Indiana metal fabrication company called A Squared Fabrication. And he actually worked with Gabby's family on the design um, mm. and said he, quote, he wanted to create a place, quote, where people can come and sit, reflect on their own life, reflect on Gabby, kind of a little sanctuary space, end quote. And that's why there's mm-hmm. enough room for three people to sit. Yeah. Um. So on November 23rd, after an initial autopsy's results were inconclusive way back when, the District 12 Medical Examiner's Office in Florida determined Brian's cause of death to be suicide from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Mm. And for weeks throughout the search, the FBI had declined to answer questions regarding whether or not Brian should be considered armed and dangerous. And then it's like, oh, he had a gun and he shot himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bertolino told the Daily Mail that one of the family's guns was missing when Brian vanished, that his family knew this, and uh-huh. they kept it secret. No word. I couldn't find whether it was they as in, like, the, they told the FBI, but the FBI didn't make it public, or whether the family just didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but they apparently kept it a secret because they didn't want the public to panic, saying, quote, we didn't want the public to go into a frenzy on that. I don't think they considered him dangerous to anybody he met on the street, end quote, which is like, no, but at the same time, you've got all of these, like, armchair sleuths I think the fever pitch was already, like, insane on this, that, like, if if it had been released that he had a weapon, (laughs) other people might have been dangerous. Other people might have been dangerous, but uh, that's, uh, that's... I, I I'm I'm kind of in disagreement here. Like I think that people should have known because there were people who were out actively trying to like outside of the FBI search. Oh yeah. Like yeah, looking yeah. for him. And like had they come across him and he's got a gun and presumably they don't have a gun. Like, also, just word to armchair sleuths, don't Don't do it. Just stay in your don't, armchair. Don't. If you want to go outside go looking get an armchair for outside. Do not go looking for somebody who is possibly a murderer, a murderer yes yeah <laughs> like don't do this no not a good not a good look not not safe not gonna recommend um but yeah so stafford the the uh gabby's family's lawyer yep said in a statement issued after officials revealed brian's cause of death that authorities as well as prosecutors in wyoming asked that he and gabby's family withhold comment on the case saying, quote, the Schmidt and Petito family has been aware of the circumstances surrounding the suicide of the sole suspect in Gabby's murder. Gabby's family will not be making a statement at this time due to the request of the United States Attorney's Office and the Teton County Prosecutor's Office. The family was asked to not make any comments and let the FBI continue their investigation. The family was also asked to wait for the United States Attorney's Office to make a determination on whether any individuals will be charged. Any additional individuals will be charged. When that determination is made, we will have a statement, end quote. Which is like the best. I love this man. I love that he was like, we're not allowed to make a statement about whether or not like Brian, like about Brian's family, presumably. So we're not going to make a statement about any potential people who might also be charged. Like, I just love the thinly veiled. Yeah. But also it's just like, it's like, obviously the Petito family has a lot to has a lot on their plate, especially oh, with yeah. this huge news. Like the one person that could give them details about what happened in their daughter's final days is gone. So mm-hmm. that is a huge, huge blow to them. Oh yeah. Um. However, Bertolino told Insider after the announcement of Brian's cause of death that so and this is like presumably after Stafford's statement. Yep. That he has, quote, no reason to believe any charges will be filed against the dead man's parents. The mm-hmm. Laundries had received national backlash for their silence when Petito was first reported missing on September 11th. Chris and Roberta are still mourning the loss of their son and are hopeful that these findings bring closure to both families. And, quote, I'm sorry, you think that this is going to bring closure to her family? He didn't get yeah. any prosecution. You think this is going to come the fuck on? Yeah. 
Like, just like a slap in the face. But days after the announcement, speaking of slaps in the face, days after the announcement of their son's cause of death, the Laundries put their house up for sale. They're moving. Uh, yeah, I can imagine not wanting to be there yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently it had been in the works for a bit because there were like photo, like there had been a photographer there that had like taken photos of like a gun on the wall that then was not there anymore. And they think that might've been the gun. And like, people were also like, we don't know where the gun is now. Um, yeah, so that and also, was fun. like half the world knows where they live. Oh yeah. So 100%. It's no different than like yeah. how Casey Anthony, we talked about that in another Florida case, um, about how Casey Anthony like keeps having to move. Yeah. And like, couldn't happen to nicer people. But on December 17th, NBC released the documentary, The Murder of Gabby Petito, Truth, Lies, and Social Media, which featured Gabby's parents and her step-parents as they shared photos and stories of her life. Um, in the documentary, her stepdad, Jim Schmidt, recalled Gabby's disappearance, saying, quote, it was like every parent's nightmare, just like in a flash of a second, she's gone, she's missing, end quote. Mm -hmm. And then, so this is what you all came here for, presumably, um, not me, which is fine. Um, I'll learn to live with it. But this just happened. Like literally the day before, literally yesterday, like the day before we were supposed to record. So on January 22nd um, or 21st, excuse me. I don't know what day it is. Uh, what day is today? Today is, well, now it's the 23rd because it's past midnight here. Okay. Then it is the 21st. <laughs> we're talking about the 21st. I don't, yes. I, my days are running together and it's only the beginning of the year. So that's a great like omen for what's to come. Um, but the FBI announced that Gabby's case was coming to a close and released a timeline outlining the events of the case. And in a, in a press release, the agency confirmed that Brian had used Gabby's credit debit card without authorization between August 30th and September 1st on his drive back to Florida from Wyoming, and that several of the messages exchanged between Brian's phone and Gabby's phone after her death were likely his attempt to, quote, or, quote, to deceive law enforcement by giving the impression that Ms. Petito was still alive, end quote. So he wasn't just texting her parents. He was texting, he was texting himself. Like, like, it's like when you were in high school and you would hack into your friend's Facebook account and, like, make a status and then comment back and forth, but both of the times it's you. That's the shit this motherfucker's pulling. But also, they were on a cross-country road trip in a small van. Why would they how be texting? Often, yeah. yeah. How often were they texting each other? Yeah. Yeah. I know. But so the FBI also said, here's the biggie, that after reviewing the contents of the notebook that, remember, was possibly salvageable. Yep. It was salvageable. They read the notebook, found near Laundry's remains, and found, quote, written statements by Mr. Laundry claiming responsibility for Ms. Petito's death, end quote, which I mm. would love to be a fly on the wall and read that fucking statement, what he what he said, like, was it a suicide note where he, like, explained that he did it? it? Yeah. yeah. Was it, like, a thing where he's just, like, I, I keep a journal and hello, good morning, on this day I killed my fiancé? Like, I just, I, I would love to know. Um, but Special Agent Schneider said in a statement, quote, all logical investigative steps have been concluded in this case. The investigation did not identify any other individuals other than Brian Laundry directly involved in the tragic death of Gabby Petito, end quote. So, TLDR, Brian's family aren't going to be charged. Um, Brian's family. I'm starting with Brian's family's statement because in what will probably come as a surprise to approximately no one, it's infuriating. Um, but so they released a statement through Bertolino, which read, quote, Gabby and Brian are no longer with their families, and this tragedy has caused enormous emotional pain and suffering to all who loved either or both of them. We can only hope that with today's closure of the case, each family can begin to heal and move forward and find peace in and with the memories of their children, end quote. I just... Yeah. What's that, Mimu? My cat says, fuck these people. But as infuriating as their statement is, it gets better. Because Bertolino then tells the Independent, quote, to my knowledge, there will be no charges, end quote, brought against the Laundry family for Petito's murder. Or, like, for being accessories or just for, like, you know, all that jazz. Yeah, harboring a... Fugitive. Yeah. Um, 
but so that's that's pissy and i'm mad about it but in response to this news not the laundry's statement but in the news that brian was responsible stafford released a statement from gabby's family saying quote we truly appreciate the FBI's diligent and painstaking efforts in this extremely complicated case. The quality and quantity of the facts and information collected by the FBI leave no doubt that Brian Laundrie murdered Gabby, end quote. Mm. And like, good. Like, if that's the most I mean, that you can get for justice, I wish they could get more. Yeah, but I mean, it is closure, but... It sucks. It's, it's a tragedy. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen this guy prosecuted and then yeah and then just rotting away in jail for the rest of his life but i and i'm sure her family even more so wished that i mean it's just it's just so frustrating because like you know they were fighting about stuff but what could lead to an altercation that is that extreme yeah like there's a lot of questions yeah it's just yeah just like yeah we know answered but yeah we know like the basic events but we don't know exactly what happened and maybe is that a blessing for her family that they don't need to know graphic details of stuff probably yeah but but i'm sure they're also like kind of what's the word that i'm looking for like that they are justice was kind of stolen from them justice was stolen from them but i'm sure that they're also like wondering if they had known something or not had or not if they had but like had they known something like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, like, I can totally understand that I can just understand that this has to be horrible for them. Yeah. Um. It's just, it's really, it's, I have no idea. I I just, yeah. I, mean, I have that's, no idea. We've been talking about it for an hour, so I don't know if that is uh, very tldr but this Mm -hmm. is uh the basic outline of the case and i'm sure in the coming weeks and months there'll be deep dive podcasts there probably already are about this case and um yeah it's just it's horrible everything that happened Mm -hmm. and i mean just the fact that like her instagram is still live yeah and like yeah like we said she's just anybody's friend classmate whatever sister that yeah and it's just so insanely horrible what happened yeah and like it's just she was a she was a she was a light she was a good person yeah and like the world doesn't need less of those like it's just it's it's a robbery yeah and if anything good can come out of such a tragic situation Hopefully, the Gabby Petito Foundation continues to gain a lot of traction and actually helps find yes. missing people alive yes. and give closure and comfort to tons of other families. Yes. And and furthermore, I mean, I think it's safe to say Gabby was a victim of domestic violence. And if you or someone you know happens to be in a situation in which there is abuse at the hands of a partner or or at the words of a partner there's a lot of different kinds of abuse out there um the national domestic violence hotline in the u.s is 1-800-799-7233 which it stands for safe so it's 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-787-TTY which is 3224 1-800-787-3224 yeah um just so you never know who you might help. You never know. You might help yourself. You might help a loved one. And if you see something, please say something. Like, yep. I, I mean, not not to make this personal. I did recently come into contact with a with a an acquaintance, a neighbor who is undergoing was undergoing a similar situation. And the mm-hmm. the one thing that she said that to this day like just kind of strikes me and it didn't help that she also looks kind of like gabby petito but um she was like nobody ever comes outside to help me nobody Mm. ever they they hear me yelling they see me getting hurt but they never do anything and like that's insane it's insane and it's just so like don't 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 be that person like just please like 
say something, bring comfort, like do whatever yeah. you feel comfortable with, but don't take comfort in doing nothing because that's... Yeah, don't just turn your back. Yeah, that's just, you never know what doing something might affect later on. It's that whole, it's that whole thing with like the wings of a butterfly make air move and then all of a sudden like Trump's no longer president or whatever it is. But oh, Jesus. it's whatever, you know what I mean. You know the thing. It sets things in motion, Haley. It's the yes, butterfly yes. effect. That's what yeah, it is. There we go. We got there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Starring Ashton Kutcher. Um, anyway, um, that's our call to action for this episode. Yes. And uh, like we said up top, this was uh, a topic that was chosen by our patrons. And we want to thank our lovely patrons, including yes. Lucian, Travis, Stevie, Angel Cakes ASMR, Kim, Janny, Sarah, Camilla. Michaela, um, just and everybody, everybody that has ever supported us mm-hmm. on uh, Patreon. And if you want to have a hand in what we talk about, um, you can go to our Patreon and at the $10 tier, you can uh, join the poll for yeah. what we talk about. Yeah. So there's plenty of other topics. And you get spoiler alerts because most of the stuff that's on those lists, we're going to talk about eventually. Yes. So even if one of them doesn't get picked, you know, we're going to, we're working up towards it. Yeah. Y'all so. are just prioritizing for us. Yeah. But, and um, this is, and I, I think we should also say like, uh, lately the Patreon polls have been as part of like to decide what we're doing for our next so you want to know more about series because yeah, there are cases new yes it's, it's our new little thing but also there are cases that we we do get messages from people and when you message us asking us about it we add it to the list we let the patrons yep. pick but we add it to the list because there are ones that people are like hey i don't like you said i'm planning a wedding and i don't have time to follow this right now can you please yeah. explain this so that i can listen while i am i don't know doing a seating chart but yeah we are happy to share that information and we are happy to let our patrons decide what information we choose to share well not what information we choose to share but what we focus on yeah and that's and all. uh if you want to join our patreon we're at uh patreon.com slash crime culture i believe and um if you need help finding that link you can find it on our facebook instagram twitter um and our website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com it's in the bios of all of those go things to the link. so go, go to the link to the in the link bio tree. find all the other stuff and follow us on all those we've been getting an influx of uh yeah hello facebook likes Hi, so friends. if any of you are the, like the new facebook like people then hey Welcome. what's up what's going on i get notifications like 12 times a day it's so it's weird pretty, not it's that you're weird but like this is new this is yeah. fun but yeah it's yeah so There we go. And I guess we're going to see you next Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday. No, I'll see you next Tuesday. No, you hang up first. Bye. Bye.